This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome. It's indisputable. Good to be with you a lot on the agenda today. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking down news of the day. We have Duvalier Malone, author of Those Who Give a Damn, a manual for making a difference. Also, in the bullpen, we're gonna switch it up today. Shelly Winter, my dear friend, who is a misguided conservative, will be on the program. We will debate, however, we're going to debate the top three MCs of all time and the top three love songs. It should kick off your Friday with a bang. Top story of the day. An Iowa man has been sentenced for hanging, murdering, and then burning the body of a black man, okay? This is a horrific story. This man has been found guilty of strangling a Grinnell man to death, was sentenced to life in prison on Monday. Stephen Vogel, the guy you just saw, 32, of Grinnell was convicted in mid-November after the body of Michael Williams, 44 years of age, was found in 2020, burning in a rural Jasper County ditch. Police believe Williams was killed on or around September 12th of 2020 and had been in Vogel's basement for days before being burned in a ditch. Uh, let's put up a picture of his mugshot again. Cold blooded killer. Now in this situation, I'm going to disagree with the local NAACP and stand with the family on this one. And I will explain why in a moment. Judge Sean Showers sentenced Vogel to life in prison without the possibility of parole and five years because Vogel was also convicted on a charge of abusing a corpse. Three other residents in the town, Johnson, Julia Cox and Roy Garner were accused of destroying evidence of the killing. Garner and Cox were also accused of abusing the corpse of Mr. Williams and helping Vogel transport the body. Now, Mr. Williams is black, okay? Everybody else involved, they are white. The story gets deeper. During the trial, prosecutors presented evidence and witnesses who indicated Vogel, the killer, admitted to three witnesses he killed Williams out of jealousy stemming from a love triangle involving Vogel's girlfriend. Cody Johnson testified, Vogel told him he killed Black Mike by clubbing Black Mike's head from behind. 
and hanging him with a rope in the basement of his home, of Vogel's home. Williams head injuries were consistent with blunt force trauma. And Williams appeared to have been strangled for five to six minutes according to Iowa State Medical Examiner, the medical examiner's office. Williams was black, all right? All four people charged with white authorities and the Iowa Nebraska chapter of the NAACP said no evidence showed Williams was targeted and killed because of his race. I disagree with the NAACP, I agree with the family. The family and other individuals familiar with the case in Iowa said the imagery of the death was aligned with historical lynchings in the US, which black men were killed, many hanged, after claims of sexual contact with white women. Now, I highlight this story because one, the criminal justice system got it right. Life without the possibility of parole. The judge even said, the reason why we have a statute that allows life without the possibility of parole is because of people like you, okay? Judge got it right, jury got it right, criminal justice system got it right. Mr. Williams will never come back, so you cannot get justice in that sense no matter what. But I wanna highlight this story. Number one, it is not a microcosm, okay? It is part of a systemic permeation, a structure in the United States of America. And we have to deconstruct the madness, number one. Number two, how dare the NAACP even utter there's no evidence of racially motivated criminal activity. You see, I'm talking directly to you all now, okay? The manner in which this man was killed, the contact with a white woman resulting in a hanging. The issue of this killer bragging to his white friends that he killed Black Mike. The four individuals who allegedly helped him not only get rid of the body or attempt to, but violate the body. You don't think any of that NAACP local chapter. You don't think any of that was racially motivated. Well, here's what I would challenge you to do. And I'm down with the NAACP. I'm a member of the Atlanta branch NAACP. I'm sure somebody from the organization will send me an email after this goes on social media. I don't give a damn, send the email. I encourage you to come on the show and tell me why in the hell would you ever conclude that this had no racial element connected. All right, uh, Mr. Malone, what are your thoughts about this story? <clears throat> Absolutely agree with you. You know, I'm a son of Mississippi. Um, and when I think about this story, I think about young Emmett Till. We just heard a couple of days ago where the Department of Justice closed the Emmett Till's case after Carol and Brian Dunham came out a couple years ago to uh, Timothy Tyson saying that 
part of her story was a lie and that nothing that young boy did was was uh, d- deserved him being lynched in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And so we haven't got justice for Emmett Till, but we see justice in this case. But I also think that we gotta hold the NAACP accountable. I too am a part of the NAACP. But when we look at the NAACP, the NAACP have became an elitist organization, right? They're an elitist organization at this point that don't really look at the issues that are affecting everyday people. And they tend to say, what they think the polarized community want to hear, right? So I think in this case, the NAACP got it absolutely wrong. Everything about this is racially um, you know, motivated. Every single thing about this is racially motivated. So the question here is, how the hell do we hold the NAACP accountable? Because the National Association of the NAACP should have retracted this message. Yeah, they should have retracted well this. I agree 100%. And brother, this is how we hold all organizations accountable. We're okay with going against the grain when it comes to situations where the narrative simply doesn't seem right to us. We're okay with standing against allies at times in order to push the ultimate agenda of progress. Okay, there's a story that I covered. Yesterday, let me remind you of what happened to a black woman who simply wanted a $20 refund for a defective product. Here it is. Can I have my money back? She's going out the door. Go. She's going out the door. I'm telling you, can I have my money back? Get the out of my Can I have my money back, please? Can I have my money back, please? Get out. She was just about to give me my, don't put her hands on me. This is, this is, don't touch me, don't touch me. Get out now. She was just about to give me my money. She was just about to give me my money back. Do that. Update to this story. You see, yesterday when I reported on this story, it was very difficult. The screams of this black woman stayed with me after the story. Yesterday, I could not get those screams out of my mind. When we had our production meeting this morning, I said, I want to do something with this story. Because he was arrested, the man who attacked her. In this small rural town, his attorney requested a trial by judge. The judge determined the man was not guilty of any assault and justified in his actions against the black woman. Well, that's called being home cooked in the legal term. That's the court of law. We are the court of public opinion, so here you go. Here's what led up to that attack. 
of what all is happening i'm sure with the whole facebook post i'm not sure who it is that runs that thing oh yeah yeah sorry i didn't know you were yeah yeah however you all don't want us back in your store that's fine there's a very nice store out in lynchburg that we will just go to however we have been coming here for i don't know how long came on the 17th we're trying to rat pup and a small rat the next day the 18th because our snakes didn't eat them the same okay. thing we always do Okay. You all said that you didn't know how to put the credit on the account. So, okay, we came back the next time we needed food. She did not know how to put the credit on okay, the so account. So, wrap up in a star the Yeah, button. however. She's give you one. Yeah, um, we don't want your food or anything. We just want our money back because. Well, we're, we don't do that. We, You brought it. You brought it back in our dealers. We'll, we'll give you something else. They will give you the same thing. That's but what the about deal. the credit that's already on the account? We don't. We're not interested in anything with your store we don't want to spend anything we just want our money back to take it elsewhere to an actual place that cares about its customers and we its animals we care about our customers but we're not going to let you all come hey actually just go ahead and leave okay yeah. well, can i have my money hey, back no you're going out the door she was respectful she was appropriate she was courteous she made sense there was nothing about that interaction that would lead anyone to believe she's an aggressor, that she's trespassing. She was a patron of this establishment for two years before she was brutally attacked by that one white male. And everyone in that store knew he was wrong. That's why they grabbed him initially and tried to stop him from attacking her. But a judge said he was right in his hometown, the comfort of his local community. Well, I got something for him. Uh, there's a GoFundMe page that has been set up in support of Ms. Judea Strong. That's her name, the victim. Her name is Judea Strong. She wants legal representation to push this even further. So now there's a GoFundMe page set up in the name of Judea Strong. Judea, J-U-D-E-A, last name Strong, S-T-R-O-N-G. Now, she explained the outcome of the case. In her words, she said, and I quote, on June 28, 2021, I was physically assaulted by one of the owners of Exotics and Aquatics. That's the name of the company. Remember that name, it's Exotics and Aquatics, okay? Daniel Joel Rosen, who stands at least six feet, 300 pounds, decided to put his hands on me after refusing to provide me a refund. I had a court hearing this morning in the county, uh, in the district court, and they dismissed the assault and battery charges. I was not able to speak at this hearing, nor was any evidence shown. This was a one-sided case and I was not heard. My public defender, Camille Harvey, and the judge was Judge McClain, all right? Now, this happened in Virginia. Exotics and Aquatics on Williamson Road in the state of Virginia. She says she was a customer for almost two years when this happened, okay? This man clearly has anger issues, should not be allowed to work with the public. I am four foot 11, 115 pounds. This man is three times my size and absolutely had no right or reason to put his hands on me. As you can see in the video, his employees were struggling to hold him back and telling him to calm down. This has to have happened to others. 
And I will not stand for this. Everyone needs to know what kind of business this is and what kind of people run it. The courts failed her, that store failed her, but we will not. The owner, Daniel Joel Rosen and her attacker had the audacity to respond to the negative comments of the stores on the store's Facebook page after being found not guilty. Let's put it up. Let's put it up. Let me show you what kind of people they are, okay? What was their response? She deserved every bit of what she got and then some. Just know if you agree with this idiot, we don't need or want your money. She is a straight criminal and now she is gonna learn some respect. Her and her little boyfriend are straight pieces of ish. Got caught up in all your lies in court. Now you are butt hurt. I told you the law before I threw your ass out. I can explain it to you, but cannot understand it for you. Well, I got some things I'm going to explain to you. Put up their address, their phone number, and everything else about this company. Go ahead. 6447 Williamson Road, Renoke, Virginia. I assume I'm pronouncing that right. The spelling is R-O-A-N-O-K-E, Virginia. The phone number to the establishment is 540-400-6163. The email address to the organization is exoticsandaquaticsva at gmail. Dot com. According to their profile, they typically respond in one hour. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm just giving the information that's publicly available. All right, publicly available. Once again, phone number 540-400-6163. Business hours are from 10 a.m. until 9 p.m. Uh, let's go to the Yelp review page, okay? Exotics and Aquatics, Yep Review, all right? That's your Yep Review page, uh, do as you please. Uh, yep Review is there for individuals that have um, complaints about particular companies. That's why you have a Yep Review page. That's what it's there for, just reminding everyone of that. Uh, and also, Judea Strong's GoFundMe, so she can get the justice she deserves. Uh, the title of the GoFundMe is Help Judea. Exotics and Aquatics Assault Victim, right at the GoFundMe page, okay? Now, if this owner, come back to me. If this owner wants to clap back at me, bring it. I'm not 115 pounds. All right, Mr. Malone, what are your thoughts here? You know, one of the things I'm gonna say, and I've been saying this for a long time, we gotta really wake the hell up and we have to make sure that we support businesses that look like us. Yeah. As much as we wanna give people the benefit of the doubt and as much as we wanna give non-black businesses the benefit of the doubt, we have to find a way that we support businesses. And we have to expose instances just like this. And so people have to do just like what you walked them through to be able to show the world and the community that this is unacceptable. What what I just watched is so unacceptable and we gotta expose it. And so we can expose it by one thing, 
pro protesting and not going to these places. But to pre prevent this from happening in the future, we definitely just got to stay away from some of these establishments. I mean, yeah. we just got to stay away. When you look at the Yelp reviews, even before you posted them, there's also some done and stuff out there on the website about this business already. So as black folks, we got to stay away from those places. Yeah, and these owners have been um, uh, pro-Trump. They were anti-George Floyd, who was murdered Absolutely. by police, right? So all of that was already out there about the establishment uh, before this incident happened. They told you who they were before exactly. this went down. Okay, a very good point. Uh, now, there's a police officer, okay, a cop who has been protecting a sex trafficking ring in exchange for sex. Okay, even with minors, the ring had minors in it. Let me take you to a New York cop who has been charged in a massive federal sex trafficking bribery indictment. Bribery indictment. The officer, his name is Wayne Piper. Let's put up a picture of Wayne. Okay, Wayne is accused of keeping quiet in exchange for sex with the prostitutes involved in the ring. That's what the allegation is. Let me give you some background to this. In the quiet village of a place called Brewster, a veteran cop, Wayne Pfeiffer, has been charged with protecting a sex trafficking ring that victimized young women, including minors. The indictment names the cop and five residents of Queens. Those five allegedly brought young women from Mexico to New York, promising good jobs and then forcing them into prostitution. Allegedly transporting the women to clients in Brewster and many other locations. Investigators say this cop helped ringleaders steer clear of law enforcement in return what did they provide him? Women to have sex with, sometimes driving them to the police station. Court documents say evidence against Piper includes hundreds of text messages exchanged with one of the accused sex traffickers. And one, the cop asked about the physical characteristics of the young woman adding, are you stopping at the station? One suspect involved in the ring has not been arrested, still at large. Uh, Piper, even though he's a dangerous individual, has been released on bond. This is the person who has been paid by tax dollars to protect and serve. He's not a new cop, this is not a newbie. This is a veteran cop, well aware of what he's able to get away with because of that damn badge and uniform. Took full advantage of the corruption opportunity at his workplace. Sir, what are your thoughts here? It goes back to that bigger picture I keep kind of echoing is that we have to be careful about the people in which we elect. Uh, when we're in, when we're talking about these small communities, these communities are they are well aware of the influences of power, and we have to vote them out. We have to vote those type of people out. But like you said in the in the interim, it's ridiculous that you're able to wear a badge yeah. and get away with such a crime. 
And so people in these communities have to be careful about the elective officials that they are electing. You know, we talk about, you know, all these big, you know, the all congressional leaders and stuff, but it happens on the bottom level. And when it happens on the bottom level, it happens because of the people we elect. So we gotta be careful who we're electing in those shares and in those chief of police positions and who we're putting in place because then they're hiring individuals who are creating a culture in those divisions to yeah. keep that corruption going. Yeah, and I wanna remind everyone that when a cop lives a lifestyle like this, you have to imagine other cops are aware. Because remember, they are almost every day around other detectives other investigators, other police officers who are trained to or supposedly trained to investigate and solve crime. So you mean to tell me that you are around a person like this every day and you have no suspicion? You don't think he has told someone on the force? He has a buddy somewhere connected to law enforcement? You think he's a silo? No, I highly doubt it. All right, we got more on the other side, it's indisputable stick and stay. Welcome back, we got a lot on the agenda. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday. You're gonna feel great, back off. I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. That means some sort of certification that's different than this? Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's not specified anything. We go by what, what, what's allowed on the airplane. I'll pass it on to the camera. You walked all the way back here without a mask over your nose. What's the difference? You're going to have to come off the airplane. They're not going to let you travel. What? Non mask compliance. So I can't fly because this doesn't work? No. Correct. I'm, asking, I'm here to ask you a question. Did he just get kicked off for wearing a mask? It's between five and six, sir. Yes, put your mask on. Did he just get kicked off? Sir, for I don't know what's mask. going on, but I'm, I'm asking you. It has to be in between five and six. That's the federal law, okay? Before my grandmother passed, she used to say, Rashad, common sense ain't all that common. So this man is boarding an airplane. He's sitting down and he has panties on his face. But he claims, oh no, 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 this is my mask. No, this is a mask. And they say no. Well, there's no rule that needs to define this. But obviously for people like him, there has to be a rule that says you cannot wear panties on your face. But here's something else I want you to pay attention to that happened in this story. When he got kicked off the plane for not being in compliance, he has some activist friends with him obviously. And they were saying, well, I'm going to get off the plane too. Well, get your happy ass up off the plane. That, that's not hurting me or anybody else, okay? Uh, all three of you should have had on some panties on your face if you wanted to support them. Here's what they need to do. All of the QAnon, Trump loving, anti-mask individuals, go ahead, put some panties on your face and make the biggest protest you can, all right? You just won't be flying on an airplane while you do it. Now, I really wish that people like this would protest other things that are important, like bullets inside of the bodies of unarmed black men and women. Do they get outraged about that? I find it interesting what people who are so anti-mask 
will get enraged about. Because things that actually affect life and liberty, they seem to be okay with saying things like, well, why did he just comply? All right, Mr. Malone thoughts. It's just the white privilege at its best. Um, when we look at these images um, throughout the whole, throughout all of what we talked about tonight has been white privilege at its best. There is a different standard for black people in this country. And there's a different standard for white people in this country. And I think we have to look at the bigger picture of how do we get to a place where we are both looked at our actions are the same, right? And so in a lot of regards, black people can do one thing and they're held to another standard. And white people can do something else and they're held to another standard. And how do we get to a place where whether you're black or white, whatever action you're doing is held accountable at the same at the same pace? Well, how do we get there? Yeah, and I think that's the great conversation, the great debate. One thing is this, you can't ignore it. You see, there's a push now to eradicate teaching the reality of racism and the historical context of racism in, in uh, actual public education. Well, they already started doing that in private schools. If you look at some of the books inside of private schools that have been there for many, many years, they already were saying things like, no, 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 they were not slave owners. Uh, they were plant, they were plantation owners. No, 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 they, they were not slaves, they were plantation workers. This was already working inside of the curriculum in a lot of uh, text in the country, primarily used in private education. But yes, in some public schools, some schools adopted it inside of their district. And now you see the truth of what they were trying to do from day one, which is to not address it because you can't change what you fail to acknowledge. And if they can stop the acknowledgement phase, which by the way, their children are the ones who would acknowledge it and transform the society in a remarkable way. We have a generation of thinkers who are growing up seeing the world for what it is, and they are best positioned to provide solution and remedy. And so what are the white bigoted parents of these children doing? They're trying to make it seem like there was no problem at all. So their children cannot be part of the dynamic remedy in the United States of America. All right, there's something really um, extreme happening with law enforcement, people in positions of authority and children. All right, as long as I'm here, we're gonna highlight it. Former Wichita County detention officer has been charged with sexual assault of 13 year old girls. You heard me right, multiple, okay? 18 year old Wichita Falls man is charged with two counts of aggravated sexual assault against children. Uh, they say a recording was found and shared at one of the victim's school. Let's put up a picture of this guy, Joseph Sanchez. Aaron Joseph Sanchez is his full name. According to the arrest affidavit, the offenses occurred on December 30th last year when Sanchez was 17. The investigation began with one 13 year old victim, victim one. And then it was discovered that there was a second 13 year old victim. The first victim told investigators Sanchez drove her and the other girl to a park early in the morning. She said she only knew Sanchez through the other girl. 
and that she told Sanchez she was only 13 years of age. She said when they got to the park, Sanchez and the other girl had sex in his car, just perverted, had sex in his car and Sanchez then called her over and assaulted her. Police say the other girl confirmed victim one's account and that she had used victim one's phone to record them having sex. Police say they located the recordings on the victim's phone and then also located the video of another student's phone after it had been shared around their school. Put up the picture again of this alleged monster. Want people to take a good look at him, okay? Aaron Joseph Sanchez was booked into jail early December on the charges. And the next day, the Wichita County Sheriff David Duke, yep, his name is David Duke, says he was terminated as a Wichita County Detention Officer. He posted bond the next day and also applied for a court appointed attorney, signing a form stating he had no cash, job, or unemployment payment. Let me highlight something. Do you know why so many people who are drawn to that profession abuse their authority? It's because of who they are before they get there, okay? It's because of who they are before they get there. Now there's a social dynamic involved in the culture of policing that can make it even worse. I agree with that, but we keep talking reform when we should be talking replacement. We keep talking reform when we should be talking about recruitment. There is something about the culture of policing that attracts this. Any other industry, if we had these issues with any other industry, highest domestic violence ratio, highest violence and aggression ratio, high, uh, the highest profession that will kill somebody ratio, unlawfully highest profession. If there was any other profession, we would say something's wrong with the industry, except for policing. Okay. Uh, brother, what are your thoughts here? I totally agree. We have to relook at how we view policing in this country. Um, and it definitely starts with individuals before they get on the police uh, department. Because when we look at the screening process, they are going into this as, you know, a place that they can um, exude those. Um, habits and those things that they have before they come on on board. So we have to rethink policing. And what that looks like, I think is different from community to community. But I definitely think the cultures that are within the police department has to be re-looked at. And it has to be re-looked at from a federal standpoint. I don't think from a local level because it's clear that the local level is not working. So I think it needs to be re-looked at from a federal standpoint of how we how we resurface policing in this country. I agree and there should be a standard, there should be uniformity in practice and protocol. You will never get to that point without federal policy. I know some people are big local control people, that's fine. But let's be real, you will never get to uniformity in policing without a federal policy mandating it to be done. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of comments, let me read as many as I can. 
uh, T1T member, uh, I don't know what this is, HR.CatSecond and Danian. Um, the man that wore the panties on the plane, he should have worn boxers. All right. Uh, I am Sox says, Wichita County Sheriff David Duke is a frightening combination of words. Yeah. Um, Michael, YouTube Super Chat. Dr. Richie, thank you for highlighting the horrific actions and exotics of exotics and aquatics as an ally of the BIPOC community. What happened disgusts me. By the way, for audio only viewers, the pronunciation is Roanoke. Thank you. Uh, you rock, Dr. Rich. No, you rock, Michael, and thank you for that. Horrific situation, another one. South Carolina GOP uh, man has been charged with assault. Now, this person is an executive with the South Carolina Republican Party. The GOP guy uh, is a Trump supporter. He decides to slap another Republican. Because that Republican does not support Donald Trump strong enough, okay? That's what it's coming to. A prominent Republican official in Lexington County, South Carolina has been charged with assault for an altercation with a West Columbia City Councilman at the Christmas party. At the Christmas party, Green told Post and Carrier Columbia, he was slapped in the face during the county GOP's Christmas party on December 6th. All right, this happened on government time at the O'Hara's Public House restaurant in the town of Lexington. Godwin and Green were on opposite sides of the West Columbia election this fall, according to the report. Godwin turned himself into authorities after the incident. Godwin's alleged assault on Green was the combination of months of, of a months long feud within the party, within the party, okay? Over what other members see as Green's insufficient support of former President Donald Trump. Green said, the report continued, the Lexington County GOP passed a resolution in October calling on the state legislature to conduct an audit of the 2020 presidential election results in Lexington County where Trump won by a wide margin. Green voted for Trump, but accepts that Joe Biden is the country's president, legitimate elected leader, a position that has angered the more hardline Trump supporters in the party. Trump's big lie that the decision or the election was stolen has divided Republicans all around the country with many officials defending the integrity of the election being targeted for abuse. In Arizona, one state senator who criticized his party's controversial secretive audit of Maricopa County was driven into retirement by death threats. Meanwhile, a number of Republicans running for top election posts around the country are vowing to put Trump's conspiracy theories into policy practice. So here you have a Republican with some damn common sense left. See, Republicans don't want you unless you are a Trump zombie. See, this is what's happening. If you're not a Trump zombie, you may get physically beat up by somebody who is. They don't want you thinking for yourself. They don't want nuance, they don't want different ideas. They don't want big tent. They don't want diversity. They want you to think one way.
And then they criticize others who disagree with them. They say, "Oh, you're on the Democratic plantation. You need to think for yourself. Well, right now inside of the Republican Party, if you actually believe that Joe Biden is president, you may get physically assaulted by another member of the Republican Party. That's what happened here, and it's not the only incident in America. What are your thoughts here? Respect has to return back to politics. What yeah. we are teaching these actions is exhibiting to young people that we are no longer able to agree to disagree and to debate politics in this country is an issue. We have to make sure that Republicans need to own their stuff. They need to make sure that you know that they need to think about their young children and what they are displaying to their young children when it comes to these lies. And so I think for for us politics, we we've. Well, that's the to get to that more perfect union in this country. Good debate is good, but we cannot move forward with that disrespect. So, I, when I think about this, I think about the next generation and what it is showing young people. Um, these actions are not appropriate, and I think that that Republicans that are in power have to hold this kind of stuff accountable and expose it and say, hey, this is not right uh, because it is a it is going to affect. Uh, the next generations of, of of leaders, and that's on both sides of the aisle, because young people are seeing this, and and they and, and their minds are so fragile at that age. We have to correct this, right? We cannot mm -hmm. move forward if we don't correct this. And so I think about it from a next generation standpoint. Very well said. Somehow there has to be a great correction. You are 100% right. Okay, let me take you to a story of a cop outside of his jurisdiction pulls over bus driver. And then basically threatens the bus driver because the bus driver has the audacity to have on a mask. He says it's illegal. Let's go to the video. Okay, first he said there's an executive order saying do not wear mask in the state of Missouri. You don't have to wear a mask, he tried to fix it on the other side. Let me give you some background to this, it's a hell of a story, okay? Let's put up, let's put up the graphic that shows the cop standing by the door, let's put it up. Okay, hard to make out, but you can if you look close enough. This officer is actually outside of his jurisdiction. The confrontation happened last Friday, earlier that week, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt put out a call for parents to report school districts still require a mask after a Cole County court invalidated mask mandates by state and local health departments. Schmidt even called for parents to take photos and videos of any violation. But Missouri's attorney general does not have the authority to issue executive orders. And school boards across the St. Louis region say they have the authority to issue their own mandates separate from the health departments, which is correct. Rockwood requires masks on bus, on the bus to comply with federal regulations regarding public transportation during COVID. See how that works? Federal law does trump state law. State law only lives when the federal law is silent, okay? Five on your side has confirmed with the Arnold Missouri Police Department police chief. The other officer in the confrontation is with his department 
which does not patrol any part of the Rockwood district. So let me get this right. He's wrong on the law, he's wrong on the executive order, and he's not even inside of his jurisdiction. Arnold Police Chief Bob Shokey said the officer has children in the Rockwood School District. There it is. There it is. All right. There it is. He's big man on the bus because his child is in the school district. The Rockwood School District confirmed to five on your side. Both the Eureka and Arnold Police Departments requested copies of the bus video and are said to be investigated. Now let me correct that, Arnold Police Chief Bob Shockey, all right? Okay, so wrong, wrong, wrong. Still no penalty for the cop yet. We'll see what happens. Mr. Malone thoughts here. You're gonna get tired of me saying this, but I'm just, <laughs> just ridiculous of the privilege that people are able to produce. But I think one thing for sure is the truth is a disinfective. And I think shows like this, we gotta keep <clears throat> exposing what the truth is, right? Because we pointed out he wasn't even in his right jurisdiction. <clears throat> we know that masks protect our young people, it's all lies, right? And so we gotta just keep exposing it because it will, you know, <clears throat> the public needs to know, but at this point, it's it's almost like hands off. They're lies, right? I mean, what else can we say? You know, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, and it's amazing to me how the narrative of mask all of a sudden becomes um, political when the science has always been solid. Uh, nobody complained about the medical professional having a mask. Nobody complained about them wearing a mask when they are around a family member with a, with a compromised immune system. All of this made sense, and then all of a sudden, it, it doesn't make sense anymore. Masks don't make sense now. Okay, uh, this is going to be a hell of a story. Okay, and I don't know how you feel about this. <sighs> This is how a young lady decided to break the news to her man that she's pregnant. Here it is. Cause some motherfuckers be going to different states. Why so hard? <laughs> Cause it got butter on it. It got butter. Butter should on make it soft though. No, I'm saying it got butter so it shouldn't be that hard. I don't like the end of that. Yeah. I don't know why my mom may call me that. Why? What the f- is that? <laughs> Baby. What is that? What did it look like? Why is it my food? It's a test, it's a pregnancy test. What, you, what that mean, you pregnant? Maybe yes, it's, I just wanted to like surprise you. But why you mess up my food with that? Maybe. Bro, I was just gonna eat good, bro, you just put Damn, this. Damn, you sound like you not. Bro, it's on It's not, it's the drop kind. It's that go in there though, I know it's, it's bro, not, that's how y'all get tested. 
but it's not. But it's not. It's not that kind though. Like why? Like you just ruined the whole. You ruined my food, baby. Hello, baby. Could he have handled it better? Yes. But on the scale of one to 10, I'm still 80% with the brother on this one. You all may completely disagree. And yes, it is a remarkable thing. I'm sure they're going to have a great family and Godspeed to them. But when you think about what's on, there's urine in his waffle now. Okay, I'm a man who appreciates a good chicken and waffle meal. Please, for the love of black Jesus, don't get between me and my chicken and waffle meal. Don't do that. Um, I hope he is happy after it sets in that his meal is done. You gotta get another meal. So, People have been chiming in on this since, at least since yesterday, maybe even before. There's mixed reaction. Uh, I get it. Listen, if you got a baby in the house, uh, a little urine in your waffle, not a big deal. <laughs> when you have a baby in the house, you got you got a lot more to deal with than that. All right, Ms. Malone, what are your thoughts here? What side are you on here, brother? Neither, but I wouldn't have been <laughs> <laughs> neither. <laughs> but I don't know if I would have ate that waffle either. So. <laughs> you know what I think about? Because I, I looked at it a few times. I had mixed emotions. I still got mixed emotions about it. I'm mixed mm-hmm. on the feeling because I think he could have handled it much, much better, right? But I, I kind of get what he's saying. Like, wait a yeah. minute, you put it in my waffles. Come on. All right. So, what would have happened if he actually would have taken a bite of the waffle? Would she have stopped him? Was she going to still record? I mean, that those are the things that go through my mind. She didn't seem like she she just seemed like it wasn't a big issue because she's like, this is a different kind of test. They're just a little drop it or whatever. So, hey, who knows? But he probably would have been even more pissed based on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother, <laughs> brother, what happened it that day? He he was about to eat good, like he said. Um, uh, I hope they have a remarkable and very happy life and family, good stuff, all of that, all around. All right, brother, it has been a pleasure having you on Indisputable. Tell people how they can connect with you and follow your work. Follow me on all my social media tags at Duvalier Malone. That's my first and last name. You can follow me on any one of those. Appreciate it. Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, brother. Been a pleasure. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.